What's up, everybody? Welcome to Privacy Ninja's weekly podcast series. Today, we have Dexter Ng from Antihack, whereby they specialize in penetration testing. They legally hack businesses to enter their systems, websites, and mobile apps to let you know if there's any vulnerabilities before the bad guys come in. And we also have Sherilyn Tan from Asia Law Network and Tesseract Technologies. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Hello. How are you guys? Hello. Good. Hi, good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Sherilyn. Can you share with us a little bit about your background and uh, what does Tesseract do? Background. Um, well, I'm an accountant by training, but unfortunately, I have not done uh, much accounting work in my work life. Um, I do uh, have some bookkeeping um, experience doing my own books, <laughs> but usually I try to outsource that. Um, as a, I guess, a serial entrepreneur, I've built a number of businesses, uh, of which uh, ranges from FMB to uh, advertising agency, and now we have Asia Law Network as well as Tesseract Technologies, which is a B two B SaaS um, software company. Yes, and wow. uh, yeah, that, that that that's quite some businesses for not too many years. <laughs> nice, nice. That sounds quite a mouthful. You achieve so many things. So, what's the main difference between Asia Law Network and then the Tesseract as a platform? Is it one is a network and the other is a, a software that you know law firms can use? Yes, actually, uh, what we consider for Asia Law Network and Tesseract is more like a B two B to C. So Asia Law Network is the B to C part, whereas uh, Tesseract is the B two B part. So we um, help people um, get access to legal services. At the same time, we're helping the law firms to actually digitize, and not just law firms. We're expanding our serv- service offerings to beyond law firms to accounting firms. Uh, to mid-size, mid to large-size uh, SMEs, as well as a uh, even small-size SMEs with e-signing, with digitizing all the documents and helping them to manage their workflows online. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. And then, what inspired you to go into this, um, you know, law legal industry? When you said you're actually a accountant by by trade, right? We studied. Yes. Um. Actually, through my experience of growing businesses, uh, one of the things I mean, you know, when you're young, right, is that you don't know enough. Uh, of the law and you know whenever you want to sell a business or whenever you're looking at you know uh, even employment contracts and stuff you, you tend to uh, take whatever that's out there um, which I don't think it's, it's the most um, smart way to do things and uh, in those days uh, you know when you're 25 and you're trying to find someone that's legally trained it's quite hard I mean like I have lawyer friends but I don't want to call them every day to bug them about legal questions right mm. um, so so what I realized is actually in Singapore, it's, it's interesting that um, we're all very educated, right? And um, it's a developed society, but we're very underserved uh, when it comes to legal services. In Singapore, you know, we have one lawyer serving 1,150 population. But in comparative countries such as like Australia and UK, uh, you're talking about one is to 460 to 480 population. And of course, in the US, I mean, there's a lot more lawyers. So it's like one is to 300 population. So we are actually quite underserved as a market. Oh, so you mean that the you, what the numbers you just gave was the ratio, right? Like yes. you said, Singapore one law firm would serve thousand plus overseas one law one firm serve four hundred plus or one lawyer. Yeah, oh, so, that's a lot of good, good business, eh? If they yeah. come so many clients. Okay. So actually, actually, if we double in the number of uh, lawyers, there will still be enough work to go around. And I think the key is really to help people to understand the business of law, right? Like when you're sick, you go to a doctor very easily, right? Even if you know you got the same flu, you go down to the GP to get the same medicine, you still go to the doctor, right? Hello. Yeah. But funny, funny, <clears throat> funnily in Singapore, right? When you want to find legal services, you call your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to the lawyer. 
A lot, right. of them, a lot of them scared they gonna chop by lawyer if you exactly. go to people you don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is why we're trying to make it like a lot more transparent. Lah. You know, we started the quick consult thing, uh, quick consult service, which allows people to just get legal services for $49, which is similar if you want to go to a doctor. $49? Uh? Yes. <coughs> wow. There's an automated service. You can choose the lawyer you want, you know, from a transparent uh, team of lawyers uh, from, you know, across, across Singapore. They're all Singapore trained uh, to be on the platform. And uh, there's no favoritism on the platform. So it's really just... Um, we present the lawyers that are there, uh, that, that say who they are, that say what they do. Uh, and of course, the ones that are more tech savvy in terms of like trying to get online. Uh, we do have quite a number of um, more senior lawyers that are actually quite excited about this whole digitizing. So they've also got online to do some quick consults. Nice. That, that's aw- awesome to hear. So yeah. any lawyer can come onto your platform and just put their profile there. And then and any user can also see, oh, this lawyer specialized in this, that lawyer specialized in that. Then he can choose who he wants, is it? Exactly, exactly. And I think just like going to a doctor, right? Being transparent is one of the biggest things uh, you need, right? If I want to go to a doctor, I need to know, okay, what kind of qualifications this doctor has? What are some of the you know previous cases that they have dealt with? Mm. Um, and now with, you know, with online uh, systems, with online platforms, it's a lot easier to serve. And it's also a lot easier for the lawyers to also do conflict check. So on our system, it allows them to do conflict check so they can conflict check before accepting the case. Uh, Con- so that's very, very important, yeah. Conflict check, you mean if there's a conflict of interest between existing client and his competitor, something like that? Correct, correct. Or even the counterparty, right? For example, if you are, if I am trying to sue B, then obviously mm. if you're a lawyer that already is working with B, you cannot take mm. out my case. Yeah, so those are some of the things that, you know, make things faster rather than, you know, wait one week before you hear from your lawyer. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I got it. So, uh, what are some of the challenges that you face, you know, in, in this uh, uh, legal industry and in creating your solution? Um, so, I think in the legal industry, together with some of the other professionals like accounting, uh, with engineering, architectural uh, professionals, uh, as well as some of the consultants, um, they are still not too used to the fact that uh, everything is so quick and fast, you know? Mm. Like in a normal day-to-day, I'm sure when you guys want to get, get food now, right? It's like grab food immediately within like 30 minutes or half an hour of food is at the doorstep. Um, I guess they still live in the, the, the previous mode of working where, you know, you traditional. call. Yeah, super yeah. traditional, right? Like, okay, mm. you call them, they'll have one week to respond. But, you know, in today's world, I mean, I'm sure if they take one week, then you'll be like, okay, then in the meantime, let me find some other people who's free yeah, now. They will shop around during that one week. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly, right. So, uh, so things are changing and uh, I think the more difficult part is to get them to realize that it's changing no matter what. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you don't pick up pace and, you know, chase for the clients, right, the clients are going to go with the ones that are actually okay to take up those clients already. A lot of the millennials don't even read the newspaper anymore. So exactly. like the old way of advertising for the law firms that were advertising on the newspaper is like is getting more and more useless really. Those ads are falling into wrong exactly. <laughs> on wrong eyes. <laughs> yep. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, even like managing clients, previously they're all on Excel sheet mm. or yeah. like on paper in a file, right? So come on, imagine it if you do a conflict <clears throat> check, you have to flip through the files or go through the Excel sheet. Uh but you know on Tesseract, basically it's a two second or one second search. Then they can search nice. the entire database and, and figure out what they whether they have they can take out the client or not. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I remember I got into a <clears throat> car accident. I was driving and the car hit me. And then mm. so, you know, there was a law uh, law uh, I had to engage a lawyer and everything to fight the case and all for insurance, this kind of thing. So I went to my lawyer's office and it's like 
he had one whole sh- shelf of uh, full wall in one part of his office uh, that filled with just you know files after files you know yeah so it's just, i was like looking wow so many cases so many so thick all the the, the case files and now i don't know how they're going to see through when they need to uh. yeah. yeah so actually very funnily uh we have one um insurance mm. company that works mm. with us so you know in the insurance company right what they do is they have all these shelves right and then basically how they they track which insurance has to file which one has to go to the next step right they take the file from one cupboard and put it into the next. Huh? <laughs> oh. that, that is their workflow process, right? Okay. And, and the funny thing is, <clears throat> we have basically the digital version of this. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the one file like, move to the next. It will probably take them like many, many minutes or even hours to look for stuff. Whereas your Tesseract plug-in will probably search much faster, like yeah. a few seconds. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I guess digitizing also uh, comes about with a lot of um, things that they need to watch out for. You know, now with COVID, everyone needs to work online, working from home. Uh, there are a lot of things they need to look out for. Like on Tesla, actually, we have a number of security features, mm. right? Mm. Like uh, IP address whitelisting, um, like 2FA, uh, like, uh, you know, and inactivity logout. You know, just like your bank app, right? If you are inactive for some time, then basically yeah. um, they log you out and then you have to re-log yeah. in. So some of these things they're not actually used to because if they're used to on-prem systems, they don't work the same way, right? Yeah. And then some people will be like, uh, hey, how come I cannot log in? Uh, but actually, they don't even have internet. So and, and the on-prem, like a lot of them don't even work if like, let's say this COVID work from home, you cannot even work. Exactly. Some cannot even access the, the network at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So so the lucky ones who have their own tech team, right? Uh, who help out, help to set them up, uh, set them on a VPN to log into the the on-prem yeah. systems. But right. the ones who are not prepared just lug <laughs> all the two parts months. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We have more to really carry the luggage back home. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So it's quite funny. And you said a lot of the you know lawyers and law firms are still you know living. I wouldn't say prehistoric times, but still traditional, right? They're still used to the way they do. They're so busy. So. Yeah. Um, what about onboarding? When you approach law firms, uh, do they, you know, happily, oh, they, they understand that, yes, digitization is the way to go, then you take up your, your Tesseract services immediately, or you still have to educate them a little bit? Is, is it difficult to convince them? I think with any tech solution, there's always mm. the 15% of people who adopt us. You know, the mm, early yeah. adopters, the ones who are like, okay, this is, we got to do it, then just do it. Those right? savvy ones, huh? Yeah. yeah, and then after the fifteen percent, you have the next fifteen percent, right? Who would be like, okay, like fifteen percent can do it, we can do it, you know? Yeah. And then there'll be people who will be like, oh yeah, if we if don't we do it, it's out of a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah. And then there'll be the last twenty percent whom, like, I, I guess they just cannot. Don't switch. even know what's going on. <laughs> they can't. They can't. Yeah. Actually, we've seen uh, companies right on, on top, right? Or the managing partners and partners are actually very forward thinking, so they actually mm. really want to to move forward with uh, with uh, digitization because it's obvious that it's going to happen. Mm. But uh, when it comes down to, for example, implementation of services, you know, uh, training, uh, actually we realized that there still is a bit of a gap la, between uh, the people on top as well as the people who are actually doing the day-to-day job. Um, yeah, so, so those are the harder parts to onboard because we really need to sit beside them and guide them through uh, and sometimes it can it can really take a lot of time. Mm, yeah. yeah. So so that that's a lot of uh, hard work. <laughs> I believe like, yeah. I believe the COVID nineteen actually brought forward like things that were waited two more years or even three more years. Now with COVID nineteen, actually brought forward more customers to to start transitioning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, actually, yeah. I, I guess we're fortunate in a way, right? Um, our services is uh, 
more in demand because of uh, COVID-19. But I think we take this opportunity also to test within the system, uh, yeah. like, you know, ability to take on a lot more work. Uh, we actually uh, changed the system uh, slightly uh, mm. to enable a greater influx of uh, connections, mm. right, mm. across all the law firms uh, and also to increase our, increase our security over the, the past few months um, because yeah. of all the work from home arrangements. Yeah. So that, that's quite a bit of uh, stuff that we kind of accelerated the progress of growing. Yeah. yeah. A quick question. Uh, uh, is... The, the law industry, one of the exempted or essential services during the COVID or still uh, had to all work from home? Certain parts of the law actually are essential services. Uh, I guess uh, when it comes to going to court and stuff, uh, these are things that have to be done. Mm. So actually a lot of the, actually most of the law firms have exemptions, uh, I, I think, uh, to go back to office. Yeah. And a mm. lot of the data is also in the office. So that's yeah. where I guess uh, they, 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 I mean, I, I do see a team A, team B type arrangement. Uh, mm. But so far, yeah, they, they still go back to office. Yeah. There was a news recently, right? The the guy got uh sentenced to death over Zoom. Zoom, yeah, over Zoom. <laughs> so yes. That made Singapore popular again. <laughs> yes. During the COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there was there's a couple of very funny stories, uh, like how the judge, uh, um, they were doing like Zoom calls, right, over yeah. a, a court, and then someone whose nickname was Hydra Bomb. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was the kids, kids uh, username on Zoom. Mm. And then he forgot to change the name. <laughs> Hydra Bong? Bomb. Bomb. Yeah. Hydra Bomb. Okay. So there was the oh, judge. Hydra Bomb, I remember. Yeah. Then, then the, the secretary was like, uh, Judge, should we allow Hydra Bomb into the room? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think there was a leak in uh, that story. It was quite funny. <laughs> cool. Imagine right. the judge. <laughs> yeah. You seem to have like accomplished a lot of stuff for Tesla and Asia Law Network. Uh, do you have any uh, achievements that you can share with us? What you've achieved in the industry so far? Anything you're proud of? You know? Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, thank you. I I would like to think of them as achievements, but I think as a team, uh, we've come very far. Mm. Uh. Although you know, although I've always been very tech based in terms of the way I do things. I mean, from young and you know, learning programming and stuff. But um, to manage a tech company is a totally different ballgame, right? Yeah. Like I think with most startups, you. Uh, you've come across or even companies that come across um, to start up in the tech industry is one thing uh, but to really build a B2B SaaS tech company right which is hardcore like you know software type company it's a totally you know different game altogether and it's uh, of course very male dominated um, and you're in a space where uh, you have to run 24-7 yes you right? burn so, many weekends there's no such thing yeah. as weekends no holidays yes Yes. So I, I think what the team has achieved is interesting because uh, none of us are actually from the heavy, heavy tech background where we started. Mm. Uh, of course, the devs uh, come from tech background and heavy yeah. tech background. But uh, the rest of us that are doing customer service, you know, I'm really, really proud that, you know, the team has really learned a lot of things uh, very quickly, um, mm. you know, over the past few years. So that's interesting. Um, so we've got the company like Tesseract to even win the gold award in the ASEAN ICT Awards. Mm, nice. uh, yeah, and Asia Law has won a couple of awards as well as a service that's uh, required by, um, you know, people on the street, uh, just basically by everybody. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, and actually Asia Law was listed as one of the uh, sites, you know, for seeking legal services, essential, um, for essential legal services so, nice. by history of law. So that was uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I, I guess... There's always not enough time to prioritize and to do things. And, you know, I think the team would hope to do a lot more with uh, whatever time we have mm. uh, to help the community uh, to move forth. Uh, 
um, yeah, so helping really, I think I think the the biggest thing is to see your users really uh, get on board this digitizing train, right? And yeah, yeah, and feel comfortable with it. Yeah, that's but, great. And just now, did I hear you say that in this male dominated world, you say that <laughs> yes, male dominated tech world, I must say. Oh, Come on, okay. this is a <clears throat> widely known <laughs> truth. Okay, I thought you say male-dominated world in the legal industry. Uh, that is actually pretty true too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because you know everyone knows that you know if a if a husband and wife quarrel, any quarrel, the the wife should win one. So actually, I think female <laughs> lawyer will, will make it in the you know in the court. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I shall not go into the legal part. <laughs> everybody knows. Okay, so uh, what about some future plans for your business? Where do you see Agilon Network or Tesseract going? Um, yes, so for Agilon Network, it's very clear. We want to cover the entire of Asia when it comes to uh, legal access legal services. Mm. Uh, where it comes to Tesseract, uh, it's beyond Asia. We want to expand it uh, globally and uh, to have each professional an account with Tesseract Technologies. That's our goal, mission. Every professional an account. Cool, cool, and I hope um wish you all the best as well for Desiree. I'm gonna check out your you know Agile Network very soon and share it with my friends as well. Because you mentioned forty nine dollars for you know legal services, of course the more generic ones la, yeah. Which I think it's very affordable. A lot of people can go to your site instead of yeah. you know googling online and then contact a lawyer manually, ask the price, tell him the the whole situation, and then it's gonna be longer than just using your online platform. Yeah, yep, and you can you know seek second advice. This See, that's yeah. the Just thing. Just pay another $49. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's affordable, yeah. right, for second advice. Mm. Yeah, you feel better as well. Yeah. Uh, is there a, I hope this is not a stupid question, but is there like a market rate in Singapore for, you know, lawyers, they say get charged per hour, right? They bill you per hour, so they're always, when they're talking to you, consulting you, they're always smiling because every <laughs> time, everything, everything you talk to them, right, every minute is money to them. So is there like a market rate kind of like per hour, what is considered a low cost for a lawyer? Let's say a manual consultation. Wow. Is that such a thing? Yeah. Mm, I well, it's very different because le- there's maybe broadly thirty different kinds of lawyers. Mm, okay. In terms of categories, so I wouldn't say uh like there's a specific rate, um, uh, but it can really range, uh, depending on your kind of uh you know legal advice that you need lah. You know, just like how you go to a GP, then you later on you go to a specialist, right? Mm-hmm. The price is slightly different. So same thing as lawyers. Uh, I guess there's the more generic uh, legal advice that you can seek. And then when you go on to the specialist part, that's where the charges might come in a bit more hefty. La. And also um, emergency charges. Yes. <laughs> you, want, you want instant help. Correct. So <laughs> always, always practice preventive law. Get your contracts done properly. Then you don't need to worry that you need to go into these emergency situations. Then you'll panic and then have to pay a lot. Yeah. yeah, so this is free advice right there from Sherilyn from Asia Law. Yeah, so to our listeners out there, always practice preventive. What is that? Preventive law. Preventive law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, learn something new. So instead yeah. of, you know, never do something properly at the start, you get into trouble, then you have to pay more. Correct. Exactly. I mean, with all things are right. Preventive. Yeah. And that's preventive. why you guys come in very, very uh, heavy yeah. too. So it's actually the same thing for cybersecurity. We always say prevention is cheaper than... When something's happened already, it's more expensive to fix. Yes, <laughs> correct. I mean, a stitch in time saves time. My mom always tell me this. Yeah, because actually sometimes it's even too late. Like, let's say if a hacker already hacked and accessed your database, yeah. and now he has a copy of it. So now, there's no, no amount of money. No back. 
Yeah, there's no amount of money that, like, even if you pay him money, there's no stopping him from uploading it yeah. whenever yeah. he wants to do it. Because he has true. a copy of it. He has no control. Even you call police, also no use. If he's yeah. overseas, the police has no jurisdiction to help you catch that guy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, only unless you are like some minister, <laughs> then maybe, maybe you uh, can. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think that's exception. Uh. I really don't think that's exception. Okay, that's the end of our podcast. Do stay tuned next week again for the next episode.